What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the master of the 280 characters or less, a.k.a. <laughs> the DFF Moose, a.k.a. Mr. Mike McAuliffe. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Max, I'm doing great, dude. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the kind introduction. I, uh, I'm doing well today. I saw a great notification on my phone that Julio Jones is indeed practicing. So... I am a fan of the old guys. I definitely, I got him on a, on a few uh, contending teams right now. So stoked to see that. And I'm also stoked to see some uh, Thursday night football, Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts. We'll see what's up. A healthy Julio Jones is still a monster on the field. That's right. right? Um, Dan and I talked about him on the last show and when healthy, the guy can ball. I want to see him keep playing for a long time, but the injuries have absolutely been scary lately. 100%. So Mike, First time we are not leading the show. Well, actually, hold on. Before I get into that, quick shout out, tweet of the week, at John underscore Kime. Uh, great Terry McLaurin interview. Yep. So I won't spoil it. We'll link to it in the show. We'll throw it up on Twitter. Uh, give John some love there. But what I was really going to say is that this is the first time we're doing a show where we are not leading with some big player we want to talk about, some hot rookie, some this or that. It is that time of the year. I always think that the fantasy football season doesn't really start until the bye weeks hit. Yep. And especially for Dynasty, it's that time of year where you got to figure out what your team's going to be for the next uh, for the next couple months. Are you a contender? Are you a pretender? And typically when you're doing that analysis, you don't want to be in the middle of the pack. You don't want to be you either want to be playing for a title or you want to be getting a high draft pick next year and typically when you're doing that you're talking about one of mike's favorite things on the planet <laughs> and that's talking trade so today we're talking trade mike you excited i'm very excited max let's let's do this so just to lay it out at a high level strategy right um the intricacies of dynasty trade, we could go on and on, but I want to boil it down to a couple simple concepts. And I think the first thing, it sounds crazy simple, but I feel like I play in so many leagues where people don't even take this into account. A dynasty trade, whether it's between a contender, contender, which usually doesn't happen, yeah. usually contender, middle of the pack, contender, rebuilding, it has to make sense for both teams. Mike, how many times do you get offers that just don't even make sense for what your team's trying to accomplish? It's it's so tough cuz you'll you'll have some league mates where you're say through 5 weeks you're 4 and 1 through through 5 games and someone sends you an offer for Derrick Henry. I'm sorry, but that's not the route I'm trying to go right now. I am not trying to blow this all up at week 5. Uh you know, you got to be able to do a nice assessment of if you say you need a running back um, and you take a look at all the other teams, say you're in a 12-team league and you look at the 11 other teams, you got to be able to scope out right away who is even worth trying to open a conversation with right now because I can guarantee you if they're contending right now, this time of year or two is where people either start to really believe in their team so people can start to overvalue how just how much of a chance they have to win. They're not going to trade away their best players, so you have to be crafty with it. You have to go to the teams that are maybe teetering at that two and three mark or so that might not really have a clear picture or a clear path to contending, or you go to, uh, you know, someone who might be willing to uh, take picks 
in exchange for some of their older players, or even if you're willing to pay up for a player that you really want that is still on the younger side, you know, um, they, they would be much more apt to do that. And I think what you're really getting at here, everything you just said is so accurate. You really want to understand what the other team's goals are, right? Yeah. So like I said before, contenders are typically not trading with contenders mm-hmm. unless they both for some crazy reason believe they know something that the other yeah. doesn't about <laughs> a player um so it's usually you know you're looking and and another thing about dynasty trading the way to win in dynasty leagues is not to try to fleece people left and yeah. right just go lowballing, just sending a ton of crappy trades that is not the way to do it Another way to not do it is to go to someone and say, hey, this player on your team is so terrible (laughs) that what you should do is you should trade him to my team. And I know we have some (laughs) friends in leagues. That is their specialty. They are uh, probably do sales in real life, and they definitely do sales in the dynasty uh, threads. Got a bunch of sharks. But you you have to understand what the other team's goals are. Um, And like you said, you know, if somebody if somebody is either middle of the pack or you know towards the bottom of the pack understand which pieces you can actually get from their team like good luck trying to go pry you know a a Najee harris away from a (laughs) team that's in second to last right now like there's no way that they just drafted him two months ago there's no way they're trading Najee harris exactly it's just you definitely have to and even you like you said rookies or even just guys that are just still young and are especially if they're a struggling team, obviously they don't have a plethora of players that are high scoring. But the last thing they're going to want to do is go and trade you one of the guys that could eventually two or three di- years down the road for them end up being a cornerstone. Uh, you know, it, like a sophomore player that is finally hitting his stride. They're not going to sell him low to you just because, you know, they're not contending and they want picks. They, you have to hold some players, so don't go assuming you can go buy people on the low just because it's from a losing team. And this, this happens to me. I, you know, towards uh, the middle half, because I my dynasty career is not over yet. As yeah. I've grown yeah. as a dynasty owner, I'm a fan of the productive struggle teams. I like to go into the startup, I like to trade around the board, and I like to basically give myself the flexibility to say, I don't have to win this year. I'm going to pick players that I think are going to accrue value over the next year or two. And everybody still comes after me in those leagues with like the, Hey, trade all the young guys. And it's like, you can only have so many picks, right? Not every pick is going to hit. So you need to, you need to understand that too, when you're like trying to make these deals for picks, but something that I think is equally important, um, you know, is, and, and it's going to perfectly segue into one of the polls you threw up, mm-hmm. which is which is really going to be fun to break down. But don't be afraid to overpay, right? Like everybody feels like they need to get this perfectly equal deal where this draft pick is worth exactly what this, you know, mid-career player is going to be. Those typically don't exist. So if you're going to trade, if you're going to go try to win, like be willing to pay up, like you said, believe in yourself and mm-hmm. go actually put something on the table to get something in return. 100%. And especially if it's for a guy that you anticipate multiple people in your league could be targeting. You know, if it's a guy that makes sense on, on a team that um, isn't doing too great right now, but they're looking to sell, there's going to be multiple people vying for that player. And you got to understand that just, you know, um, just 
giving just enough is not going to be enough. Oftentimes, a lot of players are going to want, or a dynasty uh, players are going to want to be blown away by an offer for some for some players. So, um, if you think that it fits your goals, especially if you're contending, and you think that that could be the move that really sets you above, especially like we talked about, if it fills in some of your bye weeks, if you have um, you know a couple solid wide receivers, but both of them. Um, have the same bye week, so you need to find a guy to fill in that trade. It's worth it to to you know give up the extra rookie pick in twenty twenty three or something like that. Um, don't don't feel like it has to be like like you said either you're fleecing them or dead even because it's it doesn't always have to be that way. And and not even dead even right. I have yeah. uh, and this is fun. We'll get to the heart of how we reverse engineered this yeah. right based on the poll. <laughs> but I'm even fine taking what I think might be a loss on a deal if it yeah. helps achieve my team's goals. Yeah. Right. And I think I think people get too caught up in that, which brings us to the big poll that you ran on Twitter this week, and we wanted to know how people feel about trade calculators and mm-hmm. how they use them. So I know you throw it up. Let let me know what what were the answers, what were the results, where did the percentages lead us on this? Totally. So uh, basically the question was phrased as, do you use, when you are having trade negotiations, do you use trade calculators, online trade calculators? So for the results, or for the options, I should say, we had, I always use them, I sometimes use them, I rarely use them, and I never use them. So 33.3% of people. So one third of people said always use them. Another third of people say that they sometimes use them, leaving us with two thirds of people using them in some capacity. And about 9% say that they rarely use them, while 24% say that they never use them. So one out of four people just don't even bother with them. So pretty interesting results there. Yeah, I think so. First, I want to try to lay out what I believe are some of the good and bad sides of trade calculators, mm-hmm. which are always a hot topic when people are screenshotting uh, why they're right <laughs> in a dynasty trade <laughs> negotiation. So on the good side, I do think trade calculators and I've used them over the years. I know you've used them. I know Dan uses them. I think the biggest thing they do is that it helps make sure the trade is in the ballpark, right? None of us want to have to deal with commissioners and vetoes getting involved and stuff. At surface value, I think it does a great job of that. I also do think that when it comes to trading draft picks in Dynasty, it gives people a value they can visualize Mm -hmm. for what they're giving away, right? So if you are somebody whose team sucks right now and you are trading, you know, for some what you hope, you know, and obviously trade picks get mixed up right you might be trading for somebody might be dealing you a pick but it's some other teams and you're trying to project where you think it's going to fall next year which is always a tough game but i mean if you're getting picks next year and you need a quarterback like you're just getting these nameless faceless first rounders you don't know who matt corral is right you haven't been watching him light it up at Ole miss you don't know who malik willis is and you haven't been watching the liberty tape like this, at least, if you don't understand the players coming in or anticipated to be coming in in next year's class, it helps you put a value to those picks. Totally. This is where, on the bad side of things, I feel like sometimes they can do more harm than good. So one thing I don't think people consider is that every trade calculator is based on a specific set of rankings. So in order for you to value the trade calculator, you have to absolutely agree with how the players are ranked in Mm -hmm. that system it also really just calculates the total value in the present moment right Mm -hmm. so 
you look at players like a Julio Jones or like we just saw a deal go down for Emmanuel Sanders in one of our leagues, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're valuable right now in this moment, but we don't know if this is going to be their last season. We don't know if next season is going to be their last season. All of a sudden the value is zero. Um, so it, it really just kind of captures a very specific moment in time. And it gives you no indication of whether someone like a, you know, Travis Etienne, whose value is this now, when he's not practicing on the injured reserve, like could skyrocket next year. Right. right. And then I think that leads me to the biggest piece, which is it, it just doesn't take your team's situation into account. So whether your team is terrible and you're rebuilding or whether your team is competitive and going to win now, the mm -hmm. trade calculator splits, spits out the same value, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's especially with even, even not just contending versus not contending it's positionally as well. You know, if you're going and trading a great running back when you only have one other really solid option at running back, but you're getting a, a good enough return, the trade calculator says, calculator says, you might be putting your, doing yourself a great disservice from taking away from your depth. You have to be able to look at it um, on your own. Take what the, the calculator says and take it with a grain of salt, understanding that it doesn't have all the answers to be able to say what's best for you in that moment. So I'm going to, I'm going to flip it and ask you now. So are you using trade calculators? Is it something that you rely heavily on or kind of use to get into the ballpark? What's your feeling there? I would definitely say when I am first framing, especially when, if it's a bigger trade, um, I definitely use uh, trade calculators all the time. Really? I don't, that doesn't mean that I'm using them as, you know, the end all BL, um, or anything like that. Um, but I definitely think it's important for myself. I reference at least three or four different trade calculators to be able oh, to baby. get, you know, I don't even get... know if I could name three or four <laughs> trade calculators, <laughs> I know, Mike. I, I know that the dynasty dominator, uh, app is a good one. You got keep trade cut, um, is another one that I've talked about where they crowdsource different rankings from, from people, um, just to name a, name a couple. But I, I think that they can be valuable. Like I said, it's extremely important um, to be able to put a value on draft picks, um, and to just, you know, it, I, I, but I, I do recognize their faults where, you know, a lot of the information too can be trailing information where, um, say a trade calculator app hasn't updated the fact that Dawson Knox has completely gone off the past couple of weeks, Absolutely. you know, something like that. So you have to be able to, um, you know, like you said, it's all about what's happening in the present moment, too. So you have to be able to, on your own, be able to pinpoint players that might not be, might not have that trade value right now, but you project that come week 12, they're going to be way more valuable in that trade calculator um, than they are right now. So they're definitely, I use them all the time, but they can't be relied upon too much. Yeah. And uh, they can almost be weaponized, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have specific league mates that definitely send me screenshots of their trade calculators. And if those are free and I can go plug in a deal that, in my opinion, you know, is is a slam dunk that, according to their trade calculator, they're winning. I mean, that's, they can do just as much harm <laughs> as good, you know, if, exactly. you're, if your opponents know how to use them. Uh, and it's funny to kind of bring it all full circle and just talk about the idea of rankings and values and ADPs, mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons I love going the productive struggle route when I do the startups, because I look at, you know, we did a startup together this past off season and I traded out of the first round 
And I was immediately looking at two players that were going projected to go in the late second round that I was like, these guys are going to be first round picks yeah. in startups next year. And that was Najee Harris. And I believe if Travis Etienne played a full season, he was going to be a top 15 startup pick, you know, the next year. Um, so it is really just, it doesn't allow you to anticipate how quickly the value changes. It's some of the reasons that you do the polls, right? Yep. You're trying to get a pulse on how did people view Michael Thomas three months ago versus, Hey, he might come off the pup soon. Exactly. I mean, things could change. 100%. 100%. It's all about what's happening in the moment. And don't, don't, um, like, like we said, trade calculators can be very in the moment. Don't, don't be a, uh, a slave to them, but definitely they can, they can be good, especially like you said, for fleecing, uh, league mates. So <laughs> you could use it to your advantage. And, and <laughs> two things. One, one of the reasons we're called the dynasty dynamic is because dynasty is dynamic. Yes. These values change all the time. And that's why we love talking about this stuff. Uh, the other reason is because Daniel and I both love when <laughs> players are dynamic. We love special teams guys. That's we right. love wide receivers that are taking carries out of the backfield. So Cardero. a little history lesson for all the <laughs> listeners. But last thing I'll say, do not get discouraged. But just because you send somebody a trade and they decline it and it's like, and then you send them the value like, hey, this is a fair trade. Just so you know doesn't matter doesn't mean i want the trade just because exactly. your trade calculator says it's good doesn't mean yeah I send me something else or i'm sorry <laughs> don't be afraid to hit the counter button exactly exactly so anyway a lot of good trade stuff i was very interested to see the results so i was glad that you got this up especially the never use right we yeah, just got right. um went through some of the cons so it's easy to see why a quarter of the dynasty leaguers out there really don't think they're that valuable exactly can't let us end the show though without at least talking about a couple players. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you to go first. Of course. And I just want you to give me somebody who is rising up the ranks. I want to keep it positive. We're not going to do any fallers tonight. One player that you looked at Fantasy Pros rankings or you're going out and targeting and trade because you're like, this guy is still undervalued right now. And I think he's shooting up dynasty boards compared to a couple months ago. So, this player is ranked as the 125th overall player in Fantasy Pro's current Superflex rankings. Um, his name is Jacoby Myers, and I think for sure that this guy is still undervalued. You know, right now, I think he is the PPR wide receiver 31. This is a guy that was going undrafted in multiple dynasty startups that I, I know we had one. You said that you were in one where he was undrafted. Um, and then he was even just being dropped and picked up over the offseason. Um, currently, he's number 10 in overall targets through th five weeks in the NFL, which is absolutely insane. I know that as a Patriots fan myself, I've seen it happening with my, uh, Mac Jones targeting him all the time. It seems like he loves him. Uh, and it's still just crazy to see that he's number 10 overall. In PPR leagues, that's absolutely invaluable. I know that the guy still has not scored a touchdown, but... I don't care. I don't think that Bill Belichick cares. He doesn't care that he was undrafted either. So, you know, he's a young guy. I think that he could definitely continue to rise up the ranks. Um, I think that he's a reliable pass catcher for New England, and I really think that he's one of my favorite targets right now. I love nothing more than putting the McAuliffe brothers on the spot, and I know you're not prepared for this. <laughs> oh, no. Right now, in Dynasty, are you taking Jacoby Myers or are you taking Julio Jones? I'm taking Jacoby Myers, actually. That is the correct answer. I just think that, especially, I, I mentioned there with 
a lot of people put a lot of stock into where a guy was drafted in the past and how that will project. You could even make the argument that Jacoby Myers is not a spectacular athlete or even, you know, he's he's not that fast at all. But he's a pretty darn solid route runner that Bill Belichick seems to love. And that's enough for me right now because I've seen players where, you know, they didn't mean something to someone at some point in time, but then they come to the Patriots and he's a young guy um, that, you know, I think can be relevant for a long time with Mac Jones. So I, I, I begrudgingly will have to go with Jacoby Myers here, even though I love you, Julio Jones. I still love you. <laughs> no, I, I think it's totally fair, right? When you factor in the age difference and as the resident draft capital snob yeah. of the show, anytime you're talking to me about an undrafted free agent wide receiver, <laughs> Uh, I I start to get very nervous, mm-hmm. but I will say this: think of it as versus somebody like a Travis Fulgham last year, right? Undrafted guy. I mean, he put, he was putting up wide receiver one weeks, yeah. and then all of a sudden he disappeared. Whereas at least with Jacoby, you've seen the progression, right? You saw yeah. him playing well last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw him. I don't even know whether he was healthy or not. You saw him out snapping Nikhil Harry, yeah. right? Like out there competing for targets winning his time on the field. He's got a quarterback that I, I know you and I both love, mm-hmm. right? And we're higher on than consensus than a lot of the dynasty community was. I, I think it's awesome. And I think once he starts scoring touchdowns, people are going to realize that he's probably still ranked too low. Yep, yeah, 100%. So I want to talk about another wide receiver. And this is someone who I was actually shocked fantasy pros had this guy as high as they did. Because typically they tend to lean a little bit more on production, um, not as volatile in the rankings week to week. But Rondell Moore was somebody that Dan and I talked about all off season. And he's doing more than I thought he would. And he's doing everything that we want to see, mm-hmm. right? So he's on the Cardinals offense winning. Set. He's still only playing. So Number nine in yards after catch right now, but he's only playing 43% of snaps. So he's still getting ramped up with the team. This guy has one of the best freshman seasons you will ever see in his collegiate profile. I mean, he was putting up 1,200 receiving yards, rushing for a couple hundred yards, special teams monster. And he's currently number 87 overall in the Superflex rankings, which I think is great. I think that's a, a very, very solid ranking. Um... And I'm still willing to put him a little higher. Players that players that are near him on fantasy pros that I'm still taking him over. Aforementioned Julio Jones. Mm. Julio, we love you. We did not try to do this on purpose. <laughs> we love you, Julio. Your first ballot Hall of Famer. Exactly. Um, Robert Woods. I've already seen enough. Uh, the profile for Rondell Moore. What he did at Purdue. How you know Robert Woods' age factored in. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready to take him over Robert Woods and have been. This one's even more fun because. These guys flip-flopped ADPs over the summer in rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore skyrocketed up with the buzz coming out of camp. And they're very close. Rondell has, you know, he's at 87. Elijah Moore's at 89. But if you were in a rookie draft over the summer, like Elijah Moore was going off the board 10 times out of 10 ahead of Rondell oh, Moore. Oh, yeah, 100%. Which, you know, it at the time, I guess you could see it, but it's... It's tough, especially at this point, to go against Rondale being able to, you know, be attached to Kyler Murray right now, too. I feel the, the way that they mesh together is pretty darn great. They have, um, you know, they got Hopkins and A.J. Green both getting up there in, in years. So 
I, I love it, man. I, I think he's going to have a great career, and he's just absolutely electric after the, after the catch, you know. So fun to watch. I, was, I told myself, Max, you can only pick one of the two undersized receivers in this draft <laughs> class to cheer for. I had Devonta Smith on one hand, had Rondell Moore on the other, and I just went Rondell Moore, man. I mean, <laughs> Heisman Trophy, not, not for me. Give me the guy who has had some injuries, gets his career back on track, lands in an air raid offense, right? Kyler's lighting it up this year. Yeah. That's the guy I want. 100%. I love it. All right, man. Lots of good trade talk. Hopefully people listen to our tips. Maybe we'll get a few less yeah. uh, less brutal trades yeah, in the queue these exactly. days. Right? Hit so. the decline <laughs> button a little less. <laughs> lot of good trade talk, but I couldn't let us get out of here without at least mentioning a couple risers. So those are some guys to keep some tabs on. Uh, Mike, what's going on with the YouTube? Are you going to give yourself a plug here? Tell I, people where they can find all your new videos you're doing? I think I'm going to have to do so, yeah. So I, uh, if for those who do not know, I know it was mentioned on the last podcast, but I did start up a YouTube page where I'm going to be given you know, uh, daily, maybe every other day advice um, for people. Just quick 15-second YouTube shorts, um, you know, easy to consume. So go hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's just the Dynasty Moose, uh, and then in parentheses, Dynasty Fantasy Football for all of you um, searching for me on there. So, yeah, go go hit like, go hit subscribe, and get some uh, good good advice every day. Knocking the SEO out of the park here, <laughs> Mr. Moose. Um, but I think that's that's it. That's the show. So, getting out of here for today. This is the Dynasty Dynamic. You stay classy, Dynasty Leaguers. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs>